Today we are talking about seller carrybacks and home ownership. I'm here today with the fabulous Jill Paddock. Jill, could you tell us a little bit more about seller carrybacks and home ownership, please? Okay. Well, so a seller carryback is when essentially the seller acts as the bank. Good news if you are looking into something like that. It's really up to the seller as far as what they're going to require out of you. They may be willing to accept lower credit scores. They may be more flexible on the terms of the loan and things like that. So that is great. However, you do need to be careful when you are negotiating something like that. Okay. Now, when you say be careful when you're negotiating something like that, help me understand a little bit more, please. So, you know, you go through a traditional lender, they have pretty much a boilerplate template that the terms of the loan, they are regulated by the federal government. While I think sometimes people love to hate the government, there <laughs> is some security in that. There is, you know, very clear boundaries. There's clear requirements on both parties' sides. Seller carryback, you know, it's somebody else is writing the contract. Hopefully, a lawyer or somebody like that can help you out with that. But it's really up to the terms that you all negotiate. So there's a lot of wiggle room. You have to make sure that the terms are something you're comfortable with and that you are clear. Okay, great. Now, when you when you talk terms, does that mean that the ownership actually transfers to the buyer? It does. So unlike uh, rent to own, which we've talked about previously on other podcasts, on a seller carryback, the ownership does transfer. So if you do a seller carryback as the buyer, you would be the owner of the home. Okay. Well, that's great. Now, with that being said, could this be paired with traditional lending? It can. So let's say you need some down payment or you need some assistance with the down payment, and this could be something that you look at as an option going through a traditional lender to get the bulk of your mortgage, and then using a seller carryback as a portion of a down payment. So essentially acting as kind of like a second mortgage. Do you see faster closing times with those, or is it more of a traditional 30 to 45-day close? So with a seller carryback, you generally are looking at the ability to close faster. Okay. Just because you don't have as many things that need to be addressed. You don't have underwriters. You may not have an appraisal. Different things like that that come with a traditional loan aren't always the case with a seller carryback. So it really is just what you and the seller negotiate as far as close time. Okay. Now, when you say negotiate, does, does that mean that they're more flexible on terms? They are. Yes. It's the seller is the bank. So, you know, in a traditional loan, it's what the bank wants. And like we said, the bank has that that boilerplate template. There is no changing those terms. Right. With a seller, you are working with an individual or perhaps, you know, a, a few individuals to negotiate the terms of your loan. So it's up to, you know, them as far as what they will agree to, what you will agree to and ultimately accept as your contract. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. That's very educational. What are some cons? I mean, could you run into higher interest rates? You know, could you run into not as many sellers willing to do it? I mean, what? tell me a little bit more about that, please. Uh, oftentimes, it is going to be harder to find a seller willing to do that. You're going to need a seller who owns the property outright. Okay. And, you know, looking at the seller's point of view, they're taking on a big risk acting as the bank. Obviously, there are things in place that would protect them, but not every person is going to want to take on that risk. So because there is higher risk for the seller, 
it is oftentimes associated with higher interest rates or perhaps, you know, a balloon payment that's due, different things like that to offset. Oh, wow, balloon payments. Balloon payments, wow. yes. <laughs> that could be a whole other episode because those can definitely, you know, get you if you're not paying attention to them. But again, yeah, it, the, the seller is going to offset the risk that they're taking with terms on interest and payments that are more favorable to them. Well, Jill, with what you told me today, it sounds a whole lot better than a rent-to-own situation. Definitely better than a rent-to-own situation. And, you know, I caution everybody about the the possibilities of the higher interest rates and balloon payments and things like that, only because I want them to keep an eye on it if it's what they're looking to do. Still, you know, worth looking at, worth walking through with an experienced agent who can help guide you through this, you know, alert you to those little red flags that might be in the document that you're looking at. Gotcha. Gotcha. Something that you try to get through in the fine print. I got it. Exactly. Okay. Got to watch that fine print. Absolutely. Well, well, Jill, I definitely appreciate you in the education today on seller carrybacks and homeownership. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.